0: This is former TNA World Champion Raven, and you're listening to TNA Cross the Line podcast. Quote the Raven, nevermore. And don't cross the line, or do cross the line, I'm not really sure. If you're supposed to, you're not supposed to, I don't know, Eh, whatever, you get it.
1: TNA Wrestling, Cross the Line.
2: And we're back with episode 146 of the TNA Cross the Line Podcast. I am Bob Colling Jr. And with me as always is Dallas Gridley in Dallas. Merry Christmas Eve.
1: Dude, Merry Christmas Eve to you two. And uh we should we should be saying happy holidays to uh, our listeners. Not everyone celebrates Christmas, but uh yeah, it's uh, it's about that time of the year. We're celebrating with some TNA wrestling, my my favorite thing. Uh, And what better gift for us to give this holiday season uh, than some just really great uh, impact episodes in the next couple weeks?
2: Yeah, I mean, I'm treating this as uh, some coal.
1: Oh, well, lucky for you, um, this is our second to last episode of 2004. We have one more coming out after this. Um, And then we got our year in review episode, Bob, which was actually ironically going to be dropping in 2005. Well, I mean, 2023, but 2005, DNA <laughs> time. Uh, so, I mean, it, you, your, your coal is uh, going to be gone soon. I hope so. I don't know, man. I uh, We're wrapping up pretty strong here, though. We're heading into uh, Final Resolution a couple weeks away. I think four. We have four ep- episodes of Impact, and then it's Final Resolution.
2: Yeah, Um, and I've been, uh, I mean, I'm joking, obviously, when I say uh, cold and stuff like that, because I feel like we are on the cusp of uh, some peak TNA wrestling
1: era. Oh, yeah, I mean, I totally agree with that. Uh, I mean, Victory Road was a lot of fun, but Turning Point set it to a whole nother level. Now heading into 2005, I think... It, you know, I must, I'll i say I have the similar feeling of like in, um. geez, what was it? It's the end of 2002 uh, where the whole sex storyline really kicked off at the right at the end of the year. And it was like, oh, shit, we're about to start 2003 wicked good. And it. I mean, it picked up then. And uh, they're kind of having that same kind of feeling here ending with Turning Point heading into 2005.
2: Well, I mean, I don't know if I'd say, I don't know if I would use that as a,
1: comparison. well, well, I I think it's a whole different time and everything. I'm just saying, like, yeah, I, I mean, was excited at the end of the. I'm ref the the. I'm referencing the excitement at the end of the year from ending it strong, to heading into, another, potentially strong year.
2: Well, yeah, but I mean, I think right now it just feels like we're, and I've said it before that uh, this is like WCW 97, but we're in 2004. Right. These guys that were old then or older now, and we're just kind of rehashing it. I mean, we're teasing DDP, Outsiders. Uh, from, yeah. Which is what happened in 97. You know, and then and like Raven and DDP, which happened in 98. So we're just kind of rehashing things that in more popular and a more popular promotion.
1: And the, there's the rumors of DDP and Jeff Jarrett for the title, potentially. We've heard those rumors.
2: Uh, Is that for the January one?
1: Yeah, yeah, that was one of the rumored uh, names and stuff. And we'll kind of talk more about that here today. But uh, we've already seen Randy Savage. So, yeah, I mean, we're definitely very WCW here. Johnny B. Badd's around, um, even though he's, you know, probably a little earlier because then he, he went into the WWF, of course. Hey, if you want to hear him uh, coming to the WWF, uh, we covered that in IcoPod uh, before we've taken our, our brief hiatus. So, um, What else? Uh, Dustin Rhodes is back, dude. That happened just last week. He's back. Um, we acted as if he, he never left, but he's there. Again. Well, he was
2: acting like he had never been there.
1: Right. I think it's a little bit of both, yeah. It's,
2: They're trying to say, oh, hey, we haven't seen Dustin Rhodes. And it's like, yeah, we did back in February. He's, yeah, he's
1: already lost to
2: Jarrett so.
1: right um, and uh, we're, we're going to talk more about him too I teased at the end of uh, our last episode I believe uh, we're going to talk about that promo he cut or the one that you didn't see hmm. but we'll, we'll talk about that here soon too but yeah there's a lot of exciting, exciting things going on and uh, I'm really excited to get to final resolution it's going to be the theme I'm going to say it every fucking month that I'm excited for the pay-per-view uh, because there's a lot of really exciting pay-per-views in 2005. Oh, yeah, there is. And a lot of really good, like, first... I mean, they're all first-time events, almost, right? There's obviously Victory Road and Turning Point. But besides that, we're getting, what, roughly 10 other first-time pay-per-views that end up sticking around for years and years. And then we're going to get uh, some really great concept shows, potentially, that maybe some of my favorite things that you know surrounded by steel and stuff um yeah there's just some really exciting stuff i'm really excited to get to it
2: yeah and if you thought there was a, a large amount of influx of talent um, in 2004 well hold on to your uh, suspenders because it just gets even more influx of talent here in 2005 to a point where it's almost not even the same roster
1: <laughs> it's going freaking nuts I um I know in our 2003 year in review episode, I kind of wrote down everyone who made their debut. I don't know if I'm doing that for 2004. I don't know if I can. Um, I might try, but I don't know. So no promises. Yeah, I'll that's the... a
2: lot of shows that you'd have to go back and look through.
1: Well, because the issue is the doubles. Like we started doubling up for, what, three months or whatever. Um, so we'll see. I really would like to. It's just a matter of if I if I got time to do that because it's going to take a while. And I got a couple already like written down uh, because there were like ones I know I'll forget, and I was like, oh maybe. See, the problem is I knew in the beginning, I knew in January, Bob, I should have been writing them down as it happened, and I did not do it. I should have. Yeah.
2: Well, you, and it would only pertain to like mainstays, not like guys that
1: enhancement dudes definitely. oh no i was gonna give you everyone who made their everyone? F- debut everyone <laughs> if they made their television debut dude i i feel like they had to be at least mentioned i can do bane i think we can do the main guys and we'll, we will discuss that i think regardless yeah. if i write it down or we just you know spitball um no i wanted to be like okay who who was seen on television for the first time and you know but we'll see yeah. so yes lex levette will be on there
2: Oh, you know what? It's funny. Oh, okay. Never mind. It's something later on that I'll have to bring it up because I was looking him up uh, the other day and I was like, oh, I'm surprised that he's still there by uh, by a certain time frame. He's
1: still being used. Okay. Okay. I'm excited about that. Because
2: Um, I'll never, I will never forget. Well, here's you know a little thing about Lex Lutt. Okay, and I can't believe that I'm spending time talking about Lex Lutt. Not that you know he's a bad wrestler or anything. I really haven't seen much of his stuff. But I remember the Pro Wrestling Illustrated, like I've said before, for some reason they focused a lot on uh, NWA Florida, which would be um, like IPW Hardcore or something like it would be rebranded. Mm-hmm. Those guys like Lex Lutt, Scoot Andrews, Mike uh, Sullivan, Billy Fives guys like that, that would get some focus and, um, Lex Lavette, you know, and he'd be in the PWI five hundreds and stuff like that. And, um, I want to say that there's like a few matches on YouTube with, uh, that company that I may have jotted down to potentially watch at some point. Oh, wow. And I want to watch these matches yeah, for instance, here's one. Coastal Championship Wrestling, He Lex LeVette against Mikey Batts, Summer Heat 2005, August 13th. So, like, stuff like that. You know, and he was on Jack against Crash Holly for a seven-minute match in December 2001, which is weird. But, um, yeah, Christopher Daniels and stuff here. So, like, there's... I want to watch these matches and see what maybe they saw in him that they would need to protect him in a match with like Jarrell Clark or whatever Mm. to eventually push as a tag team with um slash which was the right yeah plan it uh, were an idea at one point
1: no that's super interesting that's a good thought
2: yeah so there's like a just a surprising amount of matches here that's um
1: yeah that and I will
2: like, sit here and say that I will watch and then
1: proceed to then never watch. You might eventually. Uh, you listen, in about three years, we might get that article on wrestlingrecaps.com, you know, one of the best online resources for wrestling reviews, but, uh, and it'll be like, what if Lex Slavette joined the new church? And it'll be you, like, breaking down the matches. <laughs> I heard mean, I know. I know the plan. I
2: mean, that's not a horrible idea, and that's not against the, you know, that's not out of the realm of possibilities here, but...
3: right. Uh, Literally,
2: as I continue to go through here, it, this is a remarkable am- am- amount of matches for Lex Levette that are available to
1: watch. This is blowing my mind. Right only Bob looking out for the Lex Lovett match. Lex
2: Levette against Abyss, March twelfth, two 2005, in
1: Florida. Wow. Look at
2: that. It looks like there's about maybe 45 people in attendance, but you know what? It happened.
1: It did. Hey, one more thing before we uh, get into... Uh, what happened last week, and then we can kind of dive into these notes. Uh, Bob, I, you've been doing a, a cool little side project that yeah, I've been seeing posted. When you've been um, trans, was it translating or transcribing? Transcribing, yeah. Podcasts.
2: So recently, yeah, recently I—I um, I guess you could say I was hired on as a uh, transcriber of some podcasts. I I believe I think they're all pretty much comrade um, podcasts. So it's like Bischoff, um, Bischoff, Jarrett, uh, Kurt Angle, and uh, Avarice Pritchard are the main are the main four that I'm I'm focusing on. And so literally all I do, and I mean I listen to the podcast anyway at my at my shoot job, brother. And uh, you know I'll I'll time check interesting. Things as I'm working, pulling double duty, I'll come home and I'll, I'll, I'll transcribe it. Oh, and that's uh, Yeah. So, you know, it's, it's, I am, I mean, I'm grateful for, uh, to get paid to, to do anything wrestling related. So, like, that's pretty awesome. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's pretty easy work. Like, it probably takes me, I don't know. Well, I, I got to listen to the whole show, but the transcribing part probably takes me like 25, 30 minutes uh, to com- to complete it. Uh, I will say though, I try- I tried to do a transcription of uh, Jeff Jarrett doing talking about Dutch Mantel, <laughs> and um, I'm I'm not even kidding you. I tried. There was just nothing interesting to even make a post out of. Well, that's awesome. Um and I but I tried. I, I I listened to an hour and a half and just the way that the podcast went wasn't indicative to like interesting stories. It was like, Oh, here's a Dutchism and they would just like ramble about a random quote that he said. And if you've seen the post, like Bruce Pritchard's a great podcast for tidbits and like um, I, feel I got like I got, I like, I got I feel like, like, that's how he quotes. talks. Yeah.
1: You know, he yeah. talks in tidbits, I feel like. Yeah.
2: Yeah, he's, a, he's like a quote machine.
1: Yes. Yeah.
2: And so I, you know, he, that was, you know, he's easy. I got like three posts out of it because he has so much information. Um, Kurt Angle is, I, you know, it's an hour podcast, but he, the way it's formatted, or at least that episode was formatted, it was like easy to do. But I tried so hard with Dutch. And then I was just like, you know what? This is just a waste of my time. So I had I I basically skipped it because I feel like the the easiest ones or most interesting ones are when they like talk about a show,
1: and then have little things leading up to the show and stuff like that. Back, yeah, backstage
2: when it's like a specific person, right? I think it's a little it's a little harder to get anything going there. But um, yeah, and, I mean I I think I'm gonna try to look out for uh, other podcasts that don't get um as much recognition either like i really want to do renee debris stuff because i think on those shows there's some interesting stories and quotes but yeah for uh for uh 411mania.com is what i've been doing that for i was uh, I, started,
1: I was gonna make you do the plug so if that's good yeah. that you just said
2: one mania dot mania.com which is also uh a site where i uh originally started sh- one of the first places I posted my reviews outside of Rust and Recaps, uh, Larry Zanka, rest in peace. Um, I remember emailing him and he was like, I love it because I'm like a nerd and I have like so much in-depth stuff. He's like, this is perfect. So like back in like 2011, 2012, I would start posting there, uh, but then eventually I just stuck with Rust and Recaps. But now I'm uh, doing transcriptions. got like actually, after this podcast, I probably should do a transcription of Kurt Angle's latest episode where he talks about uh, the last few months of 2007.
1: Wow. Well, Bob, you'll be glad to know I did, in fact, read one of them already. So just so you know, I am a supporter. Really? You read one? I read the. Was it a Jeff Jarrett one? It was about Abyss. I know Abyss was mentioned in it. And that's why it's I was the w- Rinka King one. Yes, yes. Because I want to listen to that episode, but I haven't yet. So I was like, oh, this is perfect.
2: Well, I'm glad to know that you've read one and six have been published. So that makes me feel like a million bucks.
1: Well, I'll be honest with you. I'm probably not going to read Bruce Pichard because I don't like him. Um, and I don't like his podcast. And I feel like all he does is lie. So I don't like him. Uh, I'll read the Jarrett ones. What I don't know. I'll read some of them. When you post it's- them, on, like, if it looks interesting, I'll read it. Yeah.
2: Well, to be fair, I think I've only posted like two out of the six. Like, oh, I, they
1: get. Okay. I, I, I forget when one. they
2: get published. They've been published. I just forget when they get published. So it's uh, Bischoff. Like I said, it's Bischoff, Jarrett, Pritchard, and Kurt. So far, that's my four.
1: That, uh, you, you, wanna, you start doing Foley, dude? You're going to get some good shit.
2: Well, they already have somebody for Foley.
1: Oh, they do? Oh, okay.
2: okay. I used Foley as my sample. Oh, okay. And they were like,
1: this is exactly what we want. Like, oh, nice. Oh, they do all sorts of stuff on this. I don't know if I've really gone on this website too often.
2: Yeah, it's a why It's not just wrestling.
1: I mean, it's not just wrestling. I I didn't know that.
2: <laughs> like that. Yeah. Yeah, check it out. 401 Mania. It's good guys over there.
1: 411 Mania. Good stuff. Cool. Okay, let's talk about good shit again. TNA Wrestling. Specifically, I
2: should, do, I should do a transcription of the Chris Harris uh, interview
1: and put it on there. Listen, uh, we got some really good shit on it. I'm just saying, We're
2: really dead. I mean, our own.
1: Now, Yeah, I mean, I don't want to brag, but if you guys haven't listened to it, check out in the archive that uh, interview with the wildcat Chris Harris peak when you get ready because in two weeks or whatever, in a week and a half, when we bring out our re interview. We're going to be putting that right on the top of the list, so just saying it now. Um, Okay, so we are on December 24th, 2004. However, last week, December 17th, 2004, we had some matches and some fun stuff going on. And, Bob, you'll be glad to know we won't be talking for an hour and a half before the show like we did our previous episodes because of Turning Point. Uh, It's a little bit more trimmed down. And, actually, next week's episode, Bob, has very, very little to talk about. So, just a, just a heads up. Yeah, it's just, I think the end of the year, it's just kind of, as far as yeah. news, newsworthy, I think we're slowing down. Um, but on the show from last week, we saw the Naturals defeat Johnny B. Badden and Sonny Siaki in 4 minutes and 58 seconds. And I believe it got a little screwy, but... Uh, Jeff Hardy defeated Bobby Roode and Scott DeMores ringside in 5 minutes and 5 seconds. Dustin Rhodes, like we said, he made his return. He defeated Johnny Swinger 4 minutes and 50 seconds. And in the main event, after defeating AJ Styles the week prior, in a shocking upset and a really weird finish that almost didn't make any sense, Hector Garza fought Jeff Jarrett, but unfortunately he was defeated in 12 minutes and 13 seconds. Uh, so Garza's getting that that push there. Two main events on Impact in a row. Pretty big.
2: Yeah. Um I think my buddy just sent me a picture of what is at that, that uh, convention thing you're going to. Oh, he's yeah. there. I think so. And it looks like there's signed WBF Turnbuckles.
1: If you want me to pick something up for you, let me know. Tell yeah. us. Send me it. Text it to me and I'll look.
2: This is not good. Okay. Sorry. Go ahead.
1: If you want to come. Yeah. Hector Garza and a
2: push. Yeah. Um, good shit. Yeah. I don't, I'm i sorry. I got distracted there. Uh, he, um,
0: he is. I fucking know it. uh yeah so the garza push i think is uh interesting uh,
2: a little different he beat mm-hmm. aj right before getting into Jarrett. right right um and then i mean him and Jarrett had a solid match i i yeah. feel like he should be outside of the uh the x division yeah yeah i agree he, His i mean his style his style does work for the x division but mm-hmm. his the size that he has and uh I think it, I think and you'd probably freshen up a little bit. I think so. It was also rushed, though, to get to Jared after like two weeks. I know, I know. Well, I mean, the guitar shot and everything—I mean, kind of protected him, but
1: yeah. No, you're right. Yeah. Uh, well, let's uh, let's see what Dave's got to say about our last episode, and then we have some interesting notes, including—I uh, don't know how much more we're going to really hear about it—but we have some notes about Randy Savage, um, some Dustin Rhodes stuff, and uh some upcoming pay-per-view uh names that are we we have official names yeah there's some good stuff so let's just dive right into this so on the december 17th show which by the way if you forgot was taped december 7th um garza faced uh Jarrett in that uh non-title match um uh, dave says i can't even comprehend the booking he says garza had his first Garza first had the match won via DQ because the Hall Nash interfered. Garza then begged the referee to not disqualify Jarrett for the interference because he wanted to win via pinfall. So, of course, as he goes to to the top to do his torneo finisher, Jarrett hit him with a guitar shot and pinned him. Uh, Dave goes on to say there's nothing worse than a babyface who is handed a win, turns it down, and then blows it. To make Garza seem special, the gimmick is that Mike Tanay does commentary in Garza matches with Moody Jack, who does the commentary in Spanish. It's a gimmick that dates back to Rhodes in Florida, where Barbara Clary, a bilingual announcer, used to go back and forth in promos and selling tickets in certain markets between English and Spanish. Now, on paper, it doesn't sound like a good idea, but after the first week of seeing it, Dave says he doesn't mind it at all. And I actually think it's kind of interesting, too. I didn't really hate it either. And I don't know what he's saying, of course, but I think it was kind of fun. Um, on to, wait, hold on me one second. Oh, uh, the one other thing that I think is almost directly related to matches is that there are apparently plans for the Naturals against Johnny B. Bad and Sonny Siaki on the final resolution pay-per-view stemming off the Naturals getting that screwjob win uh, from our last episode of Impact. But we'll see if that ends up happening because I have other, (laughs) we have other stuff to talk about uh, as far as that goes. Um, Dave says that he was told Dustin Rhodes physically was in better shape than expected. The promotion has decided to pretend that he never worked in TNA before. <laughs> of course, he did a few shows. He says that several years back, but I don't think it was that long ago, including doing the job for Jarrett. But he uh, but looked bad. And so he wasn't brought back originally. And now regarding the Dustin Rhodes promo. OK, so on December 17th, the show. Now, he wrote about it. I don't I don't think I skipped it. I think there wasn't much that I. No, I don't think I have it written down here because it says what he wrote about before, but I don't know if we covered that or I don't remember even seeing it. But we're just going to kind of go into this knowing that we did. Um, so he wrote up this about this promo uh, and it ended up being considerably so unusable that it didn't air. Or And so that's what he was reporting. Now, that, that wasn't exactly true because the promo was so bad and Rhodes was being wrapped up by Jeremy Borash coming out. And talked with the woman producing the segment, however, he didn't say um, that he's Rhodes, uh, that he's Dusty Rhodes' son of the Booker, so that he could go as long as he wanted. So he never said that or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, now Jeremy Borash just told the woman who is new and used uh, used to how they do interviews on Nickelodeon because Universal Studios. This all makes sense. Uh, to be more subtle when wrapping up performers up, uh, Dusty didn't like the promo and made him shoot a new backstage promo. Uh, Apparently, they have a camera cut of Mike Taney sitting back at the desk after the interview was over, and the look on his face was, quote, a classic moment. Rhodes kept losing his train of thought, and he would pause and say, Mike Taney," while stalling to remember what he was supposed to say, it happened eight or nine times. So apparently it was just, like, a really bad, like, forgetful whatever promo. So they were like, no, we're doing the backstage interview, which I actually didn't think was bad, and he had a lot of – He's very passionate in that one, so it it probably is for the better. I wonder if like if after the match, you know, he I mean, your
2: brain can just be going a million. Miles. Right, right. You know what I mean? Like you just worked a match, you had to remember some stuff. So you probably just forgot
1: what No, definitely
2: your goal was to
1: cut afterwards. I was thinking that too. Um, okay, let's talk about Randy Savage, Bob's favorite wrestler, and unfortunately, um Well, he's gone. So uh, a few we've talked to in the company shared the viewpoint on Savage uh, we mentioned here, although it's more the problem of how the company handled it and not any defense of Savage. The belief is when you are talking with a guy like Savage at that level, you should lay out the entire program, get a contract, signature, and agreement before even starting the program. Savage should have never pinned Jarrett on the assumption that he would get the job back in a singles match without being agreed to. Another aspect not talked about is the longstanding lack of trust stemming from one of the most bitter uh, promotional wars in history between the Poffo family and Jerry Jarrett. Even though they made peace uh, when it was over and did business together, and in a sense, it was by Randy becoming a star in the Jarrett territory against Jerry Lawler that gave him exposure that led to WWF having interest in him. Dusty Rhodes and Jerry Jarrett both talked with Savage for 15 minutes on December 7th, so when the taping for the last show happened to lay out the scenario of Savage losing at the pay-per-view and Savage turned them down, and that was it. This all happened about 15, 20 minutes before the taping started, which threw a monkey wrench into everything since Savage was booked all over the show. One of the funniest lines came from Bobby Heenan when someone noted to him that the Paphos don't trust the Jarretts, saying, the Jarretts don't even trust the Jarretts. I I thought that was a really funny quote. So, really interesting. 15, 20 minutes before the taping starts, Randy Savage is booked all over the show, and then he's like, I'm done. And he leaves. <laughs> that sucks.
2: So that would be the same one where Jarrett
1: came out to the ring, right? That's when he cut the promo and he didn't mention anything about anything. Rain. He said. Right.
2: So that was probably supposed to lead to some kind of confrontation.
1: Absolutely. Probably some backstage stuff, I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah. Now, kind of talking about that final resolution um, main event, who's getting the shadow title? Now, Dave says there was no clue as to who they'd go for uh, the main event at last word. Now, at the tapings, there was an idea to call up Sting and try to use him as a stopgap. Uh, Dave says, but I think we've seen with Hall Nash and Savage on their first match on pay-per-view in a year or years, and the number dropped. Um, that there no big stars are going to help the buy rate, and the idea has to be to tell your own stories and promote your own guys. He says his feeling is that the number of buys will be the same whether it's Sting, Monty Brown, DDP, or AJ Styles on the spot. Now, he goes on to say that his gut feeling is that Dusty Rhodes will favor DDP because they're longtime friends, and it's the safe choice because Jared versus DDP will probably be good. Uh, Brown had a really good match on TV, but it's still more of a risk. But Brown had so much more future potential than Paige just because he doesn't have The taint of a guy who was on top for dead WCW and died in WWE. Now, others are against Brown as champion because he's not ready. And all around, his promos are ready and his look is ready, but his ring skills aren't close. I disagree with that, for the record. I think that's bullshit. Uh, But Jarrett, who is more ready, (laughs) has to lose because his time has passed. And Paige is uh, no answer because it feels like you're living in the past. Now, if Sting were to win the title and commit to working three to four straight pay-per-view shows and a few TVs, I'd go with him just for the short rub because Sting doesn't have the taint of WCW Loser, even though he was there. He doesn't have the taint, he says, <laughs> uh, or WWE Loser on him. Uh, but since he's not going to make a commitment and he's not drawing a buy rate, putting him in the spot serves no purpose because the goal has to be bu- to build for the future, not shot the present because they can't make money in the present.
2: Okay, how does DDP have WCW loser on him, but Sting doesn't?
1: I don't know. I think that's so
2: silly. That does that does not make any remote like sense to me at all. I feel like it's got it's got to be
1: because like Sting was well, that's not true either though. I don't know. It's just I don't get it. I the only
2: thing I could think of is that, I mean DDP ddp and sting for the last two years were not consistently there like ddp took a couple of different breaks sting would always take a break after like four months at a time right to go do a movie or just not be on tv because they use too many of his dates so and arguably at one point you could say that ddp and sting were like on the same level in terms of like popularity and even maybe ddp was Past Sting, like in '98, for a brief time. Mm-hmm. By '99, Sting had regained. You know, he was he surpassed DDP. DDP had to turn heel. All this stuff, but right, they were pretty close. So if you're gonna say that DDP has some loser WCW stink on him, then some of that could be probably contributed to also on Sting. DDP does have that, you
1: know, failed. You run out of I guess, too. But I think that's probably the more stinker part of this than anything. But yeah,
2: um, the Monty Brown thing that kind of drives me nuts because I don't think anybody would go into a Monty Brown match thinking that's going to be uh, four star. You know, no, no, some I don't think like so. A classic encounter or anything.
0: No, um, but
1: I I don't think he's like as bad as Dave Meltzer tries to say he is.
2: No, he's not, but you look at um you look at a guy like Goldberg in mm-hmm. 98 and won the title he was not, he was probably far worse in the ring than what Monty Brown is right now, and at that point uh WCW made like the most money or, you know made a lot of money during that run, so
0: it, it seems right. like
2: we're just kind of grasping at straws as to why Monty
1: Brown wouldn't be ready. Yeah, I'd say now I think too. You want to build for the future, there you go. Big win for Monty Brown after especially if we're kind of working off of the the uh, loss he had already. I don't know. We can we could play with that, I think, a little bit, but
2: I mean I would rather like DDP and Jarrett well, would probably have a, the better match. I think that goes without saying. But you know, what he was saying, too, is like, no matter who you put in that spot, it's not going to drive business. So if we're at that point in time right now. Then why wouldn't you put it on Monty Brown? If you're at a point in time where it's like you're going to make the most money with DDP or, mm-hmm. you know, whoever, AJ Styles. But if you put on, uh, on Monty Brown, you're going to lose money. Then I guess you wouldn't do it. But if you think that at this point in time, no matter who's in the, in that spot why wouldn't you put it on a guy that hasn't been champion, freshen up your product, get the right. guy over for a long-term installment. Cause like two years from now, you can pick am Brown, former world champion. Hey, remember he beat Jeff Jarrett, whatever. Mm-hmm. Instead, we're just like, nah, well, let's keep it on Jarrett
1: for two years. Right. I don't know, man. I, I, I don't even, get it. Yeah. It doesn't make any sense to me.
2: And you look and you listen to the crowd and I understand it's Orlando. But even in in, in Nashville, fans were positively reacting to Monty Brown. You know, why sometimes wrestling promoters just make it way too difficult? You listen to your fan base. If there is 10,000 fans, they're like, hey, man, put it on Monty Brown. And then you, but you listen to the 40 people, they're like, no, I want Jeff Jarrett. Right. And you're not ever going to make money doing that.
1: Yeah. We're screwed, man. We're screwed. Well, I guess we'll see what happens. Uh, we'll be talking again uh, very soon about the rumored lineup for Final Resolution. I don't think on this show, and I don't know if even next week, because I'm afraid it's going to f- potentially maybe give too much away. But we'll we'll see what we're going to talk about. It. Uh, but in other news, um, it, it seems to be official that Final Resolution is taking place in Orlando Studios, uh, which shouldn't be a fucking surprise to anyone. But also, they have announced uh, that on February 13th, the pay-per-view is officially called Against All Odds. And on March 13th, so just exactly one month later, we have another show, and that is Destination X. So we are getting, getting official names out there. Pretty exciting. Um, it's also being said. This is not about pay-per-views, but it's kind of funny uh, that TNA is doing a deal apparently where they will give one hundred dollars to anyone, then get a TNA shirt or poster on national TV and provide proof. So if you can get like a TNA sign on
0: Raw, hundred bucks to you.
1: I think that's that's, that's their
0: marketing plan.
1: I guess that's the marketing plan for now. <laughs> I, yeah. <laughs> it's so. I you know. Isn't that funny? Um, yeah, funny? I know. I would totally try to do it, though.
2: Oh, I'm sure you would.
1: You're damn right. Uh, now, we talked about the, that there's apparently no plans to use Trinity uh, from this point forward because she has decided to be a stunt woman and probably make a lot more money. At least for one movie, because she missed the pay-per-view. Well, don't worry. Um, they're still posting her columns on the TNA Knockouts website, which I tried to look up more information about this early TNA Knockouts website, and I could not find it. So, if anyone knows uh, how I could check that out, let me know.
2: What, what was it?
1: It's just, they have a TNA Knockouts website in, in 2004. It did? She was posting columns on it, and I could not find anything. Isn't that crazy, though? TNA Knockouts, 2004.
2: So and we're... Powell,
1: but just think how crazy that is, because the Knockouts aren't here for years, and like we already have like essentially established what the, the women are going to be called here in 2004. Right, right. It's crazy to me. <sighs> um, I only have one more thing, Bob, and then we're going to get right into the show. And my final note here... Um, And honestly, I have two very small things during the show that aren't even really that, or no, three. Not very exciting stuff, but that's okay. Um, Well, the TV show, Impact, on FSN, will officially be moving to the 4 p.m. slot on Fridays. That's right. Push back one hour. And now that will be starting on January 7th. And on January 8th, we'll start a weekly Saturday night at midnight replay. So we're getting a, a replay at midnight. Now, the company has also announced licensing deals with Liquid Blue to distribute T-shirts, which, um, for example, uh, the Raven shirt that he just wore when he attacked DDP a few weeks ago is a Liquid Blue shirt. Um, And they also are working with Toy Biz to release action figures in March. So all this stuff is starting to kind of come together. Pretty cool.
2: The the 4 p.m. time slot. Is definitely something I remember for uh, for watching it. Back.
1: I remember the midnight replay. Isn't that crazy?
2: That's yeah. Because I the three o'clock, I, I remember rushing home. But then I remember, I remember when I got pushed back. Because so I want to say the one when I tried watching it and you know, it wasn't on, and I was like, oh my god, it got canceled. And then I on the TV guide thing, I saw it was at four.
0: I was like, oh, cool. I don't have to rush home anymore. I definitely remember the four o'clock switch.
1: Well, uh, I don't know when I started watching still. I cannot figure this out, but I definitely remember the replay being a thing. Do I remember actually watching Midnight? Uh, I don't know if I do, but. I never. I yeah. remember
0: like I said
2: when the when DDP made his debut, I remember watching that with my buddy Anthony in his basement. But that was still a three o'clock showing, so I but I, I remember when it got pushed back an hour. I definitely remember.
0: Good times, man.
2: Yeah. TNA Impact Friday afternoons. What's that better day than day. coming home from school on a and Friday? If that afternoon. doesn't if that doesn't tell you that we were virgins. I don't know what tells
1: you. Oh my god. on a friday afternoon after school yeah and how how,
2: i I, I gotta go watch the bag before
1: okay how old was bob in uh 2004 uh 15 right oh it's about prime time that's like your prime you primed out at 15 right
2: dude i didn't even get a girlfriend until like i was what 20 that's okay. I didn't even try. I wasn't even like I wasn't even trying.
1: Because you're yeah. in your friend's basement, with your TNA. There's, yeah, there's right no right time right. to try. There's no time. No, there's no time. None. No, absolutely not. Um. Okay, man. Well, I am. Uh, I'm ready as ever to get into this episode of Impact. Uh, just two more here in 2004. It's really crazy to me that we're we're kind of wrapping this up. I'm hoping we get some heavy hitters here. But yeah, we'll see.
2: And just for the record, I I was focusing on my. Like, on my schooling
1: Yeah yes
2: yeah, Wrestling was not a priority I was focused on my schooling I had to maintain my C plus average
1: Yeah so, uh, wrestling is definitely not the focus Especially once wrestling recaps come into play And the Bob is like hey listen I don't want to finish this I want to do wrestling recaps <laughs> Yeah
2: <laughs> I got to uh, I got to save my lunch money So I can buy
1: bootleg VHS tapes Off the internet <laughs> The things you got to do as a kid. <laughs> hey, mom, I want a yearbook. Just kidding. Just I actually want I I to buy
2: bootlegs. I got to buy 20 VHS tapes
1: and then, and then borrow
2: my buddy's yearbook
1: for when you ask to see it. <laughs> I can just imagine you getting a box of 20 VHS tapes delivered to your house and your mom being like, hey, b- hey, Bob, what's uh, what's that? <laughs> Nothing.
2: No, it was worse than that. It would get uh, delivered to a P.O. box.
1: No, it did not.
2: Yeah, because uh, my sister was a rebellion, so she would uh, maybe potentially steal my dad's tips because he would deliver the post standard. Oh, so like come like the holiday season (sighs) or whatever. Like people would send cash. Through the mail. Oh, my sister may may or may not uh, have uh, stolen those. So my dad was like, fuck this. I'm going to get a P.O. box. Because, like, I can't even trust my own daughter. Oh, wow. And then, uh, yeah, so, like, I'd have to, I'd have to wait for him to get home at, like, you know, 5 or 6 o'clock or whatever. And be like, hey, here's this
1: box <laughs> of fucking 20 tapes. <laughs> what is I this? Remember
2: the, I remember the first time he was like, he was like, Bobby. I said, like, what? He said, like, you got a package. I was like, okay. <laughs> cool, yeah, I know. And he was like, what is it? And I was like, wrestling tapes. And he's like, how many is in there? And I was like, 15. <laughs> He was like, How much did that cost you? And I you know, I not know, back then you could get a pretty good deal. So it was probably like 50 bucks. No, that's not bad. And he was like, How how are you paying for this? <laughs> I was like, I'm just saved I was like, Well, you know, at the time my mom would give me like five bucks for lunch. So then I just wouldn't eat lunch. I would just pocket Holy five shit, bucks. Dude. So, you know, two weeks to save him my lunch money. Pretty much got me, fifteen tapes. If I did it right,
0: dude. So
1: he was,
2: so, he was so like, wild. he was like, what? Why? What? Why? Why are you doing that? And I was like, because I want wrestling tapes. I remember the first set of tapes I got included the King of the Ring '93, <laughs> and my cousin Ben, who was fucking eight, right? I got. I go to my grandparents' house. I have this box of tapes in the car. So I'm talking to my cousin, Ben., like, Hey, man, you know Hulk Hogan? He's like, Yeah. Do you want to watch him wrestle? He's like, Yeah. <laughs> right. So I put the VHS tape. And again, this is what, 2005, four? And uh, it's all, you know, it's a VHS tape. It's grainy. It's so whatever. And he right. just looks at me and he goes, How old is this? He's like, When is this from? I'm like, 1993 and you would have thought it was like a national treasure he was like what (laughs) yeah and then uh yeah you know these guys are beating each other up and like whatever and i was like okay well we got to be quiet because we don't want dad and grandpa to see us watching wrestling on tv because they might not want us to do that mind you the living room and like kitchen there's like no wall it's like they can, they'll see the TV. Like, they'll know like, <laughs> whether we're quiet or loud. Like those,
1: but that's awesome. Yeah.
2: That was good shit.
1: Good times. I like it. Memories. Yeah. Well, Bob, we're going to make some memories today. December 24th, 2004. Impact Jeez. Wrestling on FSN. Not quite. We're at 3 p.m. still, guys. No replays. So you got, this is your one and only time. It's the only time you can watch it. It's probably on Impact Plus. Is it in your own collection? Well, if you ordered VHS tapes like Bob back in 2000... Well, by the time you got this, it's probably 2005, five, six.
2: I never did TV. I only got pay-per-views.
1: Well, that makes sense. Yeah. You know what? There's definitely some psychos out there who did. Now, if you well, do...
2: I, I would get TVs when, like, DVDs became more popular. That makes sense. So I didn't want to have, like, you know, 35 VHS tapes of, like, Nitro from 97.
1: Right. Now, if you do have this in your own personal collection... Whatever you do, do not throw them into a dumpster if you're going to move to upset your friends. Don't do that. You should keep it. Hang on to it. Even if it can be digitalized, just keep it. It's easy. You know, you get the disc, you can just throw it in your PlayStation, whatever. Make your life easy. Fire that up. Open up Impact Plus. If you're an Impact Insider like Bob is, you can probably I'm watch that. I'm not there too. Oh, okay. Okay. Well, that goes. Uh, I was going to ask Bob for his login, so that sucks. Um, Were you really? No, I definitely have thought about it, though. I actually keep, I forgot. I was like, oh, I should ask I rid- when I watch the shows. I got rid of it
2: because, well, I was paying, like, what, two bucks or something like that? But, it's like, everything, box. everything was, like, on the regular YouTube. And then I was like, I can't even watch Impact on this thing. And If I do, it's, like, on, like, a half-hour delay. And I'm like, you know what? I don't, no.
1: no See, that'd not. still be nice for me. I have to find alternative methods to watch Impact because, unfortunately, I have no way to watch it. Well, we have uh, spectrum here as well, so I
2: can like tune in. But you know what? I am currently boycotting oh. because Bully Ray is uh, in the main event, and I don't want to support it.
1: Okay, listen. You got we don't need to talk about it really a lot right now. It's been pretty under. I hate it. I hate that. I'm even. Saying I've it. seen clips of it. It does look pretty intriguing. I like hate that I have to even say it, but like, dude, at the end of the the was it the last Impact Insider show or something? I was like, I got hooked. I was like, fucking a, they did. It. I'm waiting. I'm
2: waiting for him to like threaten to pile drive the kid or something.
1: Well, he did the wife already, so it's kinda... well. That's what
2: I'm saying, like, he's the kid's next.
1: <sighs> now him and De Morgan, Okay, anyway. I know. I saw. The it's way. dude. I'm <laughs> telling you. I...
2: Come on, you hired me. It's like yeah, now my issue, fire, dude. <laughs>
1: my issue. My issue. Will be when he wins. That's my issue.
2: <laughs> oh, okay. Well, we're going to watch the December twenty.
1: Yeah, yeah, let's get into this in good shape. 2004
2: history. edition. Uh, if we're going to complain about booking decisions, we might as well talk about something that happened 18 years ago. That's right. So, I'm going to count down from three. When I say play, that's when you're going to hit the play button. Dallas already told you how you can watch it. Uh, runtime is approximately 49.24. So, whether...
0: It's uh, on Impact Plus or wherever else. I don't know, but that's what it is for us. So here we go. Three, two, play.
1: This is TNA. I feel like this intro is going to be on here forever, uh, and I like it, but it is funny how we start every single week with it. And then we're getting some highlights. Here's Garza pinning Styles, that weird thing. Then, oh, look, he knocked the referee out when he's fighting Jarrett. So we're getting the Garza flashbacks here uh,
0: But don't worry, Andrew Thomas said, "No, you can't use the guitar." And then here
1: comes Scott Hall and Kevin Nash.
0: Speaking of
2: Kevin Nash, he recently got clicked this to a hundred thousand subscribers.
1: Yes, I saw that. I actually have not listened to that, and I hear it's really good.
2: Uh, I listened to a clip of it where he like talked about an indie wrestler named Bo James because it was like some Republican wrestler guy.
1: Oh, I think I know who you might be talking about.
2: It's actually pretty funny.
1: Okay, I thought Bo Jays was going to be like John Cena, but it's like this guy. It's like a regular (laughs) dude. (laughs) That's awesome. Well, I also really like Sean Oliver. Sean Oliver is very good. I like to to keep commentaries very much. It's like he's got some really good stuff. Okay, we're going to our official intro now. One minute, 15 in. Let's see, do they still have the same shitty song? Dude, 2005 has got to be when they get a new song, so I can change our intro finally. Yeah, it's still the same garbage.
2: You don't think they don't change it until they go to a bigger network, do
0: you? No.
1: Our intro just sounds so much better. I just don't want to change it yet, because this is lame. I Also, this is so generic, I don't know if I could find it. (laughs) I just, I wonder, I'm thinking, maybe... I'm wondering if it is. Oh, oh, oh Dusty Rhodes. Dusty's getting the camera. The weird pan, like sideways. I didn't like that. Oh, there's a the t-shirt guy or towel guy. What do we call him? I don't towel know. Guy. Towel guy. Yes, we, we are running out of money potentially, but here's a shit ton of pyro. And here's yeah. even more. It's
2: like 200 grand worth of
1: pyro. And yes, there's people in the ring while the fucking pyro is exploding above him. It, it looks
2: like a female.
1: I did see a woman in the ring as well, yeah. There's the Jeff Hardy fans. Oh, wait, there is. Who's is that?
2: Who's that?
1: Is that Tracy? That's Tracy. Oh yes, his new assistant. Remember? Yeah. Secretary. Excuse me. Right. She remember she bent over in the truck and he was looking back at her like. That's not a sexual harassment case at all.
0: No. Okay, so here we go. Dusty kicking us off.
1: Spoke last week about the most exciting announcement. Talking about, remember, a phone call for the the main event, I believe. Yeah.
2: He's going
3: over
1: the contracts.
2: Is he about to announce the challenger for uh, Jarrett?
1: I think so. Jeff Jarrett has a surprise coming for him. And then Jarrett's music hit, so we're never going to know.
0: Dusty don't care. He's just
1: going to talk over the music. He literally just kept
0: going.
1: He will. Well, here he comes. King of the Mountain.
0: Oh. And the kings of
1: wrestling are with him. Scott Hall wearing the whole jumpsuit again, and Kevin mm. Nash just has a tank top and jeans on.
2: I hate the Elvis
1: thing. No, dude. I Scott Hall looks fucking wicked good in that outfit.
2: And of course, it's like the outsider's drip. That's what I mean. I love it.
0: I just, I don't like the look. Just tell time to shut up.
1: He goes, you may be the director of authority, but I am your NWA World Heavyweight Champion.
0: And does gonna... like, okay.
1: <laughs> he goes, you're going to tell me what I want
0: to know, when I want to know it. I'm going
1: to tell you right now what's going on. He keeps cutting him off, but he goes, final resolution. You'll defend the title.
0: Wait, he's going to... He's going to fight early in the night.
1: Okay, so there's going to be a match earlier in the show to meet Jarrett later in the show for the title.
0: Like an elimination match or something. Yeah. Oh, bringing out the first guy. Yeah, the alpha male. What the hell?
1: He's a yellow Dude, Turtle turtleneck Mac in Orlando. <laughs> now, listen, I know it's December, but come on. But does no, he look good he, in yellow or what? It's fucking bad. It's the biggest.
0: It's so big. <laughs> on him.
1: Dude, He's like, look, I beat the alpha male once. You want me to do it again? Dude, it's got to be Hector Garza, right? Hector Garza's got to be involved. Oh, baby. Wait, hold on. Let's guess. Uh, Hector Garza. Um, I don't think it's going to be DDP hardy oh i'm wrong oh ddp okay it's gotta, so it gotta be hardy then right hardy hardy okay my problem right now already what about this raven eric watts ddp storyline are we just oh yeah he's coming through the crowd by the way deck the hog is that like a hog wild shirt no it's just
0: He does love his Christmas. He
1: said he might have saved the best for
0: last. The best, maybe? No, it's got to be a fun phase. It's got to be Hardy. Hardy. It's got to be Hardy. Randy Savage. I think I have an idea. Justin Rhodes. Oh, it's Kevin Nash. Kevin Nash. Uh
1: oh. <laughs> Why does Kevin Nash kind of look like he he's surprised, but he had to have known? Look at oh yeah, he's like what?
0: Wow, well, dude. how would he know? Does he
2: just told, just made it up? Or well, because he it? said the
1: contracts. I thought he had the contracts all good. So we have. Well, yeah, he might have made the contract. But they oh, didn't I just... see what you mean. I see what you mean. And we're into a final resolution thing. Okay, so DDP versus Kevin Nash versus Monty Brown. Probably one of the opening matches of Final Resolution. Later on in the night, faces off against Jeff Jarrett.
2: So that would be, so it's a, judging by what Dusty said, it's a triple threat elimination match. So it'll be two eliminations. Um, I don't hate it. I don't hate it either. If this isn't the potential booking of Monty Brown winning an elimination match and then beating Jeff Jarrett for the title, I don't know what what
1: could right. Pass be the direction here. Tag Team of the Year nominees, dude. Michael Shane and Kazarian? How do we feel
2: about... I mean, this could potentially lead to dissension.
1: Real life crew. Well, like, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, but again, like a month in? Well, that's kind been, of my problem with it, I think. New York Connection, the natural sorry, I'm just really seeing who they are saying are the best tag teams of the year. They've done this before, though. We know. This. Oh, this one we already did? Yeah. Because oh, we remember. were like the New York Connection. They just Oh, out. yeah. Oh, yeah. No, you're right. Oh, yeah. Triple and X and they're not And they they broken up. It's like, okay. Um, okay. So, yeah. Dissension between the Kings of Wrestling is really interesting since it's so new. And to me, if anything, you'd want like just the outsiders to split separately and kind of just stick with each other. And, like, then Jared just goes by himself again? Because right. why would you want to split up, split up the Outsiders? That just seems silly to me.
2: Well, I don't, I don't think that is alluding to the Outsiders splitting up.
1: Well, I yeah, know. but what I'm getting at is, what if Scott Hall's like, well, I want to stick with Jared? You know, it just that doesn't make sense uh, to me. Who do have got here? That's well, Cassidy O'Reilly. Oh, I thought it was. Cassidy O'Reilly. And Brandon
2: Thomas, who's wearing basically Dean Malenko tights.
1: Yeah, dude. Look at the hotshot gear with the fire on the crotch. Yep. Not stuffed, for the record. I'm just no. pointing it out. Okay, just saying. And here comes a three life crew. It's is nice. that Conan back? Conan is back. Conan is back. Um,
0: Cassidy Riley. So-
2: we uh, we haven't seen Cassidy since uh, August twenty. Well, the August twenty sixth taping, which was the thirteenth edition of Impact, and that aired on the twenty seventh of August. Wow. And uh, in case if you're, if you're wondering what he's been up to, he's been wrestling for uh, USA Championship Wrestling in Nashville, Tennessee, for
0: the last several months. Do you laugh, cool? He's also been on, uh, he's also on Explosion,
2: which I'm sure you've mentioned recently, where he lost to Sanjay Dad.
1: Right. And I've also was just about to mention, too, as a reminder, there's no Explosion notes for quite some time.
0: Where, Where my are dog's the, at. Uh, uh,
1: what I did forget to say, Bob, is how many people do you think are in attendance at this taping? Uh, I'm going to say 650. Well, you're going to be shocked because there is 850 completely, well, they say sellout, but of course it's free. It's a free sellout. So we're full. Do you have crew doing their uh, microphone thing?
2: Second, Not you. The
1: three right. I like that little saying.
2: E.G. James, uh, you know, hasn't evolved his character at all. He just uses a different catchphrase for a, a new tank. The same catchphrases with different words.
1: Hey man, if it makes you money, remember he is—he um he knows what it takes to get over. He's a better sports entertainer and makes probably is better than Bret Hart. Uh, in case we did, in case we've missed that quote on the internet. Right, he drew more money. Uh, people watched he's a, he's a better sports more. entertainer so <laughs> yeah. so yeah that happened he's so good that he had to keep he, he kept crying that uh, aw wouldn't hire him until the point that triple h eventually just brought him back to wwe to probably shut him up a little bit Probably, he produced one impact pay-per-view and then he like left Uh, by the way,
2: so much and then he gets hired by and, and trashes AEW. Again.
1: Yeah. Uh, Ron Killings and BG are the two guys. So Conan's not wrestling. He's just ringside for this. But they just double teamed uh, Cassidy O'Reilly, whose hair is a little bit longer than normal, if I'm not mistaken. Right. Yeah, definitely is longer. We're seeing the announcement officially at the bottom of the screen with the eliminator match. Does he have a little wait, wait, wait. Jacket? P. Williams defends the X Division Championship in an Ultimate X match, so that's official. We heard the rumors last week, I think, but it's official. It says at the bottom of the screen, they haven't said it on air yet. Okay, so so far, Ultimate X in a three-way elimination match and a championship match. That's what we got for final resolution. Special holiday schedule too, Bob. Impact is airing next week on Tuesday, January fourth. So technically. Technically, we're done, but I do believe that it's um, it's still kind of a, it's still kind of a 2004 episode.
2: Well, we'll have to see and make sure it's not a recap show. We do need
1: to look at that. I do not believe it is because on Max is listed as January 31st. Um, so I'm still th- saying th- sorry, a- sorry, sorry, January. December, sorry, December. J- sorry, I was, I was when i was reading the thing december 31st and we'll have to like look but i don't think it's a recap show Double close on B- bg james i don't
2: know who this brandon thomas guy is i don't think i've ever seen him before
1: no i don't know if i've ever heard that name or anything either but
2: let's see what he's uh, known for all
0: right it's from the united kingdom he's wrestled
2: as recently as 2020.
1: Oh, wow. Casey O'Reilly, after power slam, Ron Killings hit on uh, Brandon Thomas. Casey O'Reilly's going after him. And then, of course, that corkscrew-like forearm spinning attack thing. Is he setting up for the axe kick? He's a UK guy. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh. Uh
0: Uh-oh.
1: He's hitting that double underhook split-legged pedigree thing.
0: One, two...
1: Got it. As a three, that is—I don't think that's the truth or consequences, but he hits a no, he hits I don't front plan. suplex one, right? When he okay, well, three life crew wins. Conan back, no longer injured.
0: They will be a part of final resolution. They're saying. Oh, look at this! Eric Watts running into DDP backstage. You bumped right into him. Wait, what? back up. I'm not going to back up. There's no space to go, boy. Hail the King, another title shot.
1: TDP says you wouldn't understand things like this because you've never had a title shot. I don't think that's true. Didn't he fight Jarrett for the of What? Yeah, didn't he in the next generation storyline or no? No, I don't think that was ever a title match. Oh, okay, okay. I speak too soon. Hey, Raven just came out of the wall, and he's just disrespecting you, Eric.
0: He's treating you like a worthless piece of scum. I'll take care of it, bro. He's using Russo lingo, bro. <laughs> uh,
1: Raven trying to stir the pot once again. And we're going back to the impact zone. Oh, shit, Bob. We haven't seen this guy in quite some time. David Young. It's the return of David Young. Getting an entrance, too. Now, remember, David Young, I believe, wasn't he either, like, fired or, like, quit or something? Wasn't that from a match that if they lost, they had to leave? Like, him and Gilberti or something? Well, he, that happened. A loser gets, okay.
2: <clears throat> there was a loser gets fired match back on August 11, 2004, which David Young won and Gilbert oh, got Okay. Which is interesting because we've seen Gilbert more recently than David Young. Right. Um, we haven't seen David Young since that match. Now, he was on an explosion back in September where he teamed up with Lex Levette, losing to Jarell Clark and Mikey Batts.
1: Now, they are mentioning a commentary about his losing streak and stuff, so we're not ignoring his past here, right. which is good. Uh, according to Cage Match, he uh,
2: was only working for GCW in Georgia. Uh, of note, back in October of, October 14th, um, David Young teamed up with Sonny Siaki as they are the GCW Tag Team Champions, and they defeated the team of AJ Steele and Damian Steele in Columbus, Georgia.
0: Wow. that's it for anything of note for David Young
1: recently big splash in the corner by Abyss there's the announcement of being in Orlando final resolution
0: they're at the bottom of the screen Uh, let's see here
1: oh shit black hole slam that's got to be it. Um, yeah. About 45 seconds.
2: Uh, Abyss on uh, December 18th defeated Scott Cardinal for NWA Upstate at Christmas Chaos 2004 in Webster,
0: New York. Fancy. That's kind of near us. Oh, we're going in the pit with Roddy Piper when we come back, Great. Bob. My favorite Roddy
2: Piper talking.
1: We're going over the best finishing maneuver. So I'm going to give you a quick note, Bob, mm-hmm. uh, the book, Gle- uh, grappling glory, which details Minnesota wrestling has a profile on Jeremy Borash. Um, d- this is from Alvarez. He, he was told quote, a lot of it is word from, uh, word for word from the bio that Borash posted on imdb.com. Um, Which is funny. Uh, Anyway, uh, Borash had a few great quotes. He said regarding TNA, quote, We offer a lot less of the cheesy storylines in WWE, so we are not nearly as as insulting to the fans. Uh, He also said, quote, Our approach is more serious and much more athletically based in WWE as well. And then my favorite quote here, uh, he says, Despite the fact that we currently have a poor time slot, it is the single highest rated program on the entire network, even beating the likes of the Best Damn Sports Show, period, in the ratings. Hmm. So, you know, he's covering his bases there. as a yeah. He's a company guy, if you will. Uh, Jarrett also taped an, appear- an appearance this past week on the WB show Blue Collar TV. So, Jeff Jarrett will be on that, I guess. Oh, okay.
2: That's the uh, Jeff Foxworthy thing.
1: Oh, I think I do know what that is then. I just thought it was funny that he's like randomly on a show, but you we're might just be seeing a, a year. Yeah, if you're, you know, that type of stuff. Okay, we're back, but now we're seeing the Hector Garza, like, highlight package. I only have one other note, Bob, so. Yeah. I'm just waiting. I'm going wait to wait. I mean, just just like another match, maybe after this Piper's Pet thing, potential.
2: Um Speaking of a TNA alum, <clears throat> have you watched the Teddy Hart documentary at all?
1: No, but I'm dying to watch it. Dying to watch it. Because I did, I did watch it, and I've seen
2: that now. Wrestling promotions are booking him, and they're saying, as seen on.
1: You know? Oh no! Oh no! But the
2: context of that is incredible because you know he may or may not be involved with the disappearance uh, of a woman. So why would you use that as a pro- promotional tactic of, hey man, <sighs> this guy could be potentially involved in the disappearance and maybe alleged murder
1: of a woman in Florida. That's so crazy. We'll
2: so watch him wrestle. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Cool.
1: Roddy Piper is in the impact zone. I don't know why, Bob, but I thought this was going to be just like a video thing. I did not think he was actually going to be here in the impact zone.
2: In the pit, dude. Very live.
1: We had the tales from the pit. Tales from the pit? We have people, a band in the ring. Are they about to play Hector out? Is it like a mariachi band? Uh-huh. Yes, it is. Jesus. Hey, they got rid of that shitty carpet that always gets fucked up. Yeah. they did.
2: Are they going to do this, but then it's going to be somebody else that comes, like Kazarian or something to,
1: like, mock them or something? Oh, that'd be funny. Yeah, he's saying Merry Christmas. So. Merry Christmas, everyone. Merry Christmas. So, of course, this is being taped on the 21st. I guess it's close enough. That's four days. He's telling the they end up play Christmas music.
0: That woman looks very confused. <laughs> Look at him. What is he doing? I don't know. She looks very concerned for her well-being. Yeah. Look at her. He
1: just looked at his hand.
0: Oh, my God, he did. Hector,
1: and he looked down at his hand and said, Garza, Hector yeah. Garza. I didn't like that. It was so fucking obvious. That was so odd. You can't even remember the guy's name. How are you going to do a p- segment with him?
2: It's Hector. It's this Hector Garza. Uh-oh. is that That's going to be Moody Jack, right?
1: That's Moody Jack, yeah. This guy Hector, Hector Garza needs to grow his facial hair back out like ASAP, please. Yeah, he
2: is getting absolutely zero reaction from this yeah. crowd.
1: He's like dancing, they're and Moody Jackson in the ring
0: too. Did I tell you to stop? And they're—they're like, they're gonna play the
2: whole time,
1: and then he just okay, that's enough. <laughs> Jesus Christ. If you guys are following along at home, by the way, we're 22 minutes and 27 seconds into the show. Pretty close to the halfway point,
0: if not uh, there already. Oh, he's not there.
1: Jesus Christ. He goes, ask the man this, dude. I need a translator. This This is cringy as fuck already, dude. Yeah. No, this is not good. This is like Piper trying to be uh, like edgy
2: mm-hmm.
3: and
1: being like, I don't know how to talk to the the Mexican st- star, so he's about to insult him that he didn't know what he said because he's speaking Spanish right now. Watch. <laughs> Moody Jack goes, I think that's very clear. He wants the belt.
2: I think that's very clear that he wants the belt, but we have no idea like if you don't know Spanish, you don't know. Piper your-
1: goes, that's all he said, right?
0: Let's see. Ask him who he has to beat for the belt. A Jeff Jarrett.
1: But he had a chance to beat Jeff Jarrett. That's
2: true.
1: How do you say in Mexican he just said? Jesus Christ. This is not aging well. This is not good. Yeah. <laughs> I don't like this segment at all. Yeah. If this is supposed to get
2: Hector Garza over... um, it's not. <laughs> uh, no, no, this is not. not th- this is not
1: giving him any sort of good rub. <laughs> no. He's, he's saying Jeff, so he's definitely calling out Jeff Jarrett. Moody Jack says it was a great match, but unfortunately, Scott Hall, Scott Hall ruined it all. The Kings are wrestling. He's talking about Jeff Jarrett. And then. That sounds like
2: Scott Hall's music.
1: No, oh, it's Kevin or Nash's Kevin music, That's man. Kevin Nash's music. Oh, but don't you worry. Scott Hall's coming out too. (laughs) You name a better look for Scott Hall than this fucking awesome outfit. You know, another reason why I think I like it so much, Bob is because Scott Hall in his later years here uh, doing appearances has a jacket that has, that looks just like that with the drips like shiny. Like when we, when I met him at Northeast wrestling and stuff and I love that. I love the jacket. So I think that's kind of why I also love this, uh, whole jumpsuit he's got on
2: yeah it's absolutely like the
0: same idea with that jacket scott hall saying hey hector if you're looking for scott hall we pushed him you found him and if you want some of me chico
1: don't sing it. Bring it. it. Okay, this is making me want to watch like Nitro so fucking bad right now, dude. Why? Because just Scott Hall and Kevin Nash just like bullshitting in the ring. I just want to watch Nitro. Except I'm behind. I gotta I gotta catch up because uh re- we recently dropped a new bonus episode of IcoPod uh, after like f- f- six months. Wait, he gave a guitar. Oh, my God. Oh, my God, Bob. He just tried to smash the guitar on Scott Hall, and it didn't break because he hit him with the side of it. Yep. Holy fuck. That's going to feel good. Nice drop kick to Kevin Nash. Dude, Kevin Nash, he don't give a shit. He will bump for anyone.
0: Look, he's making him get up again. He's going to try to smash the guitar again. There we go. Oh. Look at the glasses. Wow, dude, that
1: first shot was fucking bad. Yeah. It bounced right off his head, and I can't believe he's not busted hard way from it, to be honest. They hit him that hard.
2: Okay, so like him taking out Holly this, I guess, is good. But that there was no reason for that promo, you know, with Piper. That did nothing for him.
1: Yeah, I don't I don't know if that's because they needed to like have someone kind of I, I don't want to say direct, but like, like lead the charge, there. lead, but... lead the questions. Cause like, I guess, why is Moody Jack going to interview him? But I feel like they could have just, they could have done something else. They, if that was like with Mike Tenay and Moody Jack would have been way better. I think.
2: Yeah. Piper just kind of,
1: he kind of put a damper on that one for yeah, me. Yeah. He kind of like derailed it. Cause I like the end part. Like I enjoyed the, the Scott Hall, Kevin Nash kind of coming out and like essentially challenging him. It makes sense. Another year-end awards video here, Bob. Okay, I'm sick of waiting because we just need something to talk about. I have a uh, my last note here is that TNA has allowed AJ Styles to work the uh, February 25th Ring of Honor show in Dayton for a singles match with Jimmy Rave, and they're billing it as a one-time appearance for Styles. Uh, and if you guys have been following along, we we don't need to dive deep into it, but we know that TNA has p- essentially pulled all talent from working Ring of Honor shows. Uh, due to the Rob uh, Feinstein allegations. And it's, uh, you know, just keeps going.
2: Yeah, um, and I will say that it, it does not end up being a, a one-off. Yeah.
1: There we go. Does that match happen?
2: Yeah. yeah. There we go. It leads into a, um, and I'm sure I'll mention it in the months to come,
0: but it, it leads to a substantial feud with Jimmy. There we go. Okay, we're back. We're with uh, Shane Douglas. He's talking about, he's with Petey Williams and uh, Scott Moore, Talking about the uh, Ultimate X. The only problem is, pal, you don't even know your opponent's. He's one of the most dominating and longest X-Division champions of all time. Okay, enough about the future. Oh, Team Canada versus America's was Wanted tonight. Oh, if AMW wins, they get a tag team title shot at final resolution. So, uh, got a lot going on here. What justification is there for an Ultimate X? None. You're
2: kind of burning that
1: gimmick. It's probably too early to do it again. If they didn't do it on the fucking best damn sports show thing, I think we'd be fine, but. Oh, yeah.
0: you are
2: saying that AMW is not going to win tonight, and then there'll be no challenges for the pay per view.
0: Mm. Most markets will be on Tuesday.
1: So, no, I'm still going to release it on January or December 31st, and say it's the final 2004 show. It was taped in 2004, so fuck it.
2: Right, but then if they were to have skipped a week.
1: They don't skip it
0: though,
1: it just no, airs. Sorry. It just airs later.
0: Okay, so you're saying it'd be
2: two. So that would be Tuesday and then Friday then. They'd in a span of 40?
1: Yes. Okay. Um, we got Johnny Devine out here, and it looks like he's going to be facing the phenomenal AJ Styles.
2: Yeah, because I mean, he even says in most markets, so it still does air. Yes.
0: So. Of days, my life. They're really mm-hmm. hyping up Ultimate X here, which uh, makes sense. Yeah, I guess you have to.
1: And now, for reference, the next, the one that happens after. The so we have this week, we have next week, then it begins, they start taping in two thousand five. So I'm still I'm no matter what, I'm saying the last the other one. Two thousand four. It's the final one. Most markets, like Bob said. So we have one more. It's gonna release on Saturday still, our normal our normal time. And uh we'll go from there. And actually our our um year in review is probably gonna I realistically think it's gonna come out maybe that Monday. So our next episode will be next Saturday, and then maybe our year-in-review will release the Monday following.
2: That makes sense. Styles with the uh, arm drag to start off here. Snap here. And a kick to the upper back. Oh, big clothesline to the floor.
1: I'm not going to be surprised, though, Bob. So we're talking about it being a potential recap show. I wouldn't be surprised if we have a couple matches and then a lot of, like, highlights of the year. I would not be surprised. Uh, yeah, I mean... It's not, pro- it will be probably yeah, like, a year review. I think so. Um, I'm going to... Oh, look at this. I think that's supposed to be more of a hurricanrana, but that's okay. He still kind of did it like an arm drag. That's- was that, or did I like miss see that? I thought it was more like a head scissor. Well, I oh yeah, well that's yeah same idea. You know what I meant, but he kind of got it around his arm though. Whoa, Ooh, nice reverse DDT out of the corner there by the. I kind of like that. That was nice. I yeah, think this is,
0: Johnny, like, this is Johnny.
1: This is Johnny Devine's first impact match back since injury. Yeah, yeah. That um, reverse
2: DDT though, that was out of like um trying to like um. Leapfrog over out of the corner. Yeah, back yeah. to the agent. So we had to go
0: over and then did the reverse DT. So that was a nice transition there. Now I'm tired. W and Team
1: Canada tonight. He's choking him with his foot in the corner now. Damore. Oh, he stopped really quick. Oh shit. <laughs> oh, <right>. That's why. <laughs>
0: Nice leg drop on the apron there. As if maybe Johnny Devine's been watching some Jerry Lynn tapes. Snapsuit box. One, two, kick out at two. Oh, surfboard. Back. No, no.
1: Now, remember, Team Canada said the only title they're missing is the NWA title. That leaves Johnny Devine. So if he beats AJ Styles right here, they should probably put him in the elimination match so he can beat Kevin Nash, DDP, and Monty Brown uh-huh. to then fight Jarrett at final resolution. And then Team Canada will have all the gold, sucker. Yeah,
2: I mean, I, if that was the approach here, I would just have Divine and Young be the champions
1: and have Rude go for it. I mean, yeah, probably. Oh, nice fucking move there again by Devine. Divine is killing it here. <clears throat> it was like an over-the-shoulder
2: turned into a spinning DDT for a two count. But just a two count. Divine is kind of like with the way he's like doing some innovative offense here. He's kind of giving me Canyon vibes.
0: Yeah, I can see that. And oh, slowly going to the top rope here, probably for a moonsault, he's Taking a sweet
2: time, and that's going to mean that he...
0: Oh, nice moonsault, but, yeah, he missed it. Off the rope style. Big clothesline. Back by the job. Oh, kick to the midsection. Insiguri. Defined down in the corner.
1: Sassett so screw." takes him out of the corner, puts him against Rip. Oh no, he gets a right hand in the face. Styles, Irish Whip comes back, ducks to close line by Divine. Springboard, moonsault. Oh! DDT.
2: You know, the fact that he was able to get there. Yeah, I didn't think he was gonna. He was super <laughs> far away. That was good work by both men. Divine did like somehow
0: get in position there and AJ to execute it.
1: Yeah, that was pretty good. About to lay in some punches in the corner. One,
0: two, two. Three. three, four. No, he gets stopped at four, though, and... Oh. Trapped him over the top, rope. Right? The more he yells at him. How did you get punk? I don't know if he said punk, but... That's enough. Kicks in the midsection.
2: Divine. And pretty No, is he going to go for a vertebraker? Oh, shit. He's stretching oh, him? He's got him hooked up. He's not going to drop down.
0: Oh. All
2: styles counters. Standing Hurricane oh, run. Whoa. Over. Whoa. What in the world? Styles, styles clash clash. and he hits it. That was a good. That was good. That was a. I thought that was a very good TV match. Yeah, it
1: was. Yeah. Giant
2: Divine really I mean, I never thought Divine was bad, but that was a that was a good
0: that was a good T V match. Well done. Divine was some very good uh, innovative offense. Uh oh. Cash and Dustin Rhodes here. Hey MK Cash, nice seeing you around. Four, it's four months ago. Yeah, I called. I called them out. He didn't do too bad.
1: Who's he talking about? I missed it. Dusty. Oh, he said, "Yeah, he looked a little fat," and then he just patted Dustin on the
0: stomach.
1: He just did a gold dust thing. Like uh. a, a mo- he just did a movie quote. Oh, man, <laughs> Throwback gold dust, too. Not
2: yeah, he broke the
0: fourth wall by looking at the camera.
1: I know the disrespect toward the Rhodes family.
2: Didn't did Cash get spanked by Dusty? I know AJ did when he was a heel. Ooh, I don't remember. Oh my God. Wasn't it cash where Dusty put his boots on the ground and he was talking to the boots, being like, this is cash? Yes. <laughs> yes.
1: Oh my God. Okay. Yeah, he did.
2: That was a good
0: promo. What do get on your level there, Kick Cash, baby? How was it down there? Team Canada,
1: on the way to the ring. Main event time, Bob. McMahon fears the Canadian Destroyer. Okay. It'd be fun to see Vince McMahon take one, but... Take what? The Canadian Destroyer. That would never happen. You never know. Dude, he takes the stunner all the time. Uh, yeah, horribly. The The last one was the best one. Vince McMahon, if he
2: were, like, if he were to have taken a... Uh, uh,
1: style Slash, he would break his neck. Probably. Here come America's most wanted. They got Pyro. They got it all. Looking great after winning that turning point cage match.
0: Yeah, it's <laughs> I got our trophy here. He's got the handcuffs. Okay.
1: We are at 40 minutes, 24 seconds, or if you're Bob, we have 8 minutes, 56 seconds left in the show. Team Canada versus America's Most Wanted. Right here, the main event of Impact. It's Christmas Eve. It's the holiday season. Bob's going to log off, and we're going to watch Nitro. I wish. After I go buy
0: things I don't need. Like, turnbuckles that
1: Bob's getting pictures of. And
0: they might have already sold out.
1: Well, I don't know. You didn't send me the picture, so I can't even see it.
2: Well, this is a turn- WWF turnbuckles of the Nasty Boys, Ricky Steamboat, and Bob Orton.
1: Oh, I wouldn't buy that anyway, though. I wouldn't buy neither.
2: either. It was for $100, too. How much?
1: $100 each. Oh, they're, like, each one? Yeah. Oh, no, I wouldn't buy that. I ain't even going to lie to you guys, it's a TNA show, I'll just tell you. I'm going to go look for TNA figures. That's what I'm going for.
0: Because <laughs> there was uh, one,
1: one of these a few months ago, or probably a year at this point, um, where they I saw a picture and I saw impact figures, and I was like, okay, i got to start going to these. Yeah. Uh, Eric Young and James Storm starting us out, by the way. Moving real fast, up and over, throwing James Storm out. He's going to skin the cat, though. He's going to get back in the ring, I think, maybe. Oh, yeah, Eric, I'm going for that baseball slide, but he missed.
0: The, the time limit here is is a fifteen minute time limit for the. News. Ooh, great point there, Bob. Oh, Rue got caught. Gets thrown in there again. All right, going to commercial break here. About seven minutes left in the show. We're gonna get another final resolution
2: yet. So when we went to commercial, I think the time limit was around 13 minutes or just, just under 13. How much time do you think will be left in the match, the time limit, when we come back from break? I'm going to say eight. Mm,
1: you're probably right about that. Uh, I'm, okay. I was going to maybe say like nine. I'm going to say ten for funsies.
0: Oh, 10.46. six. Ten forty five, yeah. Ten forty six, yeah. Yeah. So not really much time, like two minutes, I guess, was cut out of it.
1: Not bad, really. Yeah.
2: Six minutes and eighteen seconds left in the
1: program. So.
2: so spoiler: yeah.
1: we're not going to a time limit drop. Right. Right. Uh, Bobby Roode has a chin lock on James Storm. Yes, and he broke out yes, of it now. That's
0: still- I just wish, like, maybe one of them would wear a different color elbow pad.
1: Yeah. yeah. The thing is that they do look different, but, like, with the when it's zoomed out and the footage is not, like, crystal clear. It's, yeah. It, it's, sometimes it's hard to tell, and the hair's it, in the it, face. It, it.
2: So here's the thing. If AMW were to win here, I would imagine they would then lose on pay-per-view.
1: I mean, probably realistically.
2: Would you have the tag titles change hands on three consecutive pay-per-views?
0: I mean... I don't know if I would.
2: Oh, Storm going for, and he hits a double DDT, countering a double backdrop attempt. Get the hot tag to Chris Harris, Wildcat. He's on the apron. He's excited. And there's the tag. Go get him, Chris. Hammering away. cleaning house. Left hands. The referee, though. Rudy Charles. He didn't see the tag. But if it was the heels, he'd be like, you know what? I believe you. But if it's the baby faces it's enough. That son of a bitch. Scott Demore. And to think that Scott DeMore is like the vice president of Impact Wrestling. He was allowing cheating 18 years ago. What garbage, man.
0: They don't do background checks on these guys. Rudy Charles has the like worst looking mustache.
1: Okay. I just noticed that too. What was that? That's funny. Why did we just cut to the crowd during that? That was a silly cut. There must have been a, a botch. I don't know, dude. That's just, I think it was just weird. Oh shit! Storm nearly got the tag, but Bobby Roode uh, tripped him essentially. He's mm-hmm. knocking Bobby Roode down. Is he going to get the hot tag? It's Harris good. with the hot tag. Let's go! Let's go! Uh,
2: Storm trying to get there. Harris is ready. Is Rudy Charles Come with on. his mustache paying attention this time? <laughs> and. Eric Young cuts him off, only to get oh, upkicked. There we go.
0: Ruby Charles allowing it. Here comes the Wildcat.
1: Couple of last Irish whip back, body drop to Eric Young. Goes right after Bobby Roode. Counters the Irish whip this time, though. Comes back.
0: Nice, leaving clothesline. Left arm lariat, tonight, likes to call it. The running power slam to Young
1: by Harris, and that's gonna get him a one, two. Oh, four. he got up, and Bobby Roode went for the elbow, but he hit Eric Young because Storm saw it coming.
2: Harris, it
1: sorry, coming. Harris. See, and I know it's Harris in the ring. This is my problem here. <laughs> well, now Storm's in the ring. Storm gets a tag. Roode with a full Nelson slam to uh, Harris, but Storm is there. Any, Super kick. Any? Nice super kick. And another one for Eric Young potentially. Let's Eric see. Young's taking way too long. Storm's gonna get pissed. Dude, hurry up. Just turn around. Yeah. Oh, caught it.
0: Inside cradle? No. What?
2: No. Nope. Storm has Storm is on top. Demore switches it.
1: Storm's shoulders are not down though. But look, wait, what's now they are. Wait,
2: now, now they are. Harris is just rolling it back over. That's <laughs> son of a
1: bench.
0: What? Storm. That was the longest
1: yet. small package ever. Uh, I, that's what I was just thinking. But Harris rolled them back and Eric Young got pinned by James Storm. Okay.
2: So
0: AMW basically had a cheat there to win.
1: What happened? Okay, so America's most wonderful team Canada. It's official for final resolution, Bob. Team Canada's gonna win that.
2: But I'm sure AMW will win. That's probably how we're gonna get to the outsiders.
0: Right, and that's. Gotta, I mean, it's gotta be what we're going for. How do not have that match? So, that's kind of why I agree with that. And I know it was reported that like, they were promised to beat the outsiders, but I can't wait for
2: when
1: they show up and they're like, "Hey, by the way, Scott and Kevin, they gotta go over." <laughs> Honestly, just yeah. having the match in general, I think, is pretty cool. So. Oh no! Yeah. Oh, wait. we are still got more. We're back, it's backstage. With Jeff Jarrett and the Outsiders. They're, like, in the parking lot.
0: What is he talking about? Five years ago, they got the job done. The Kings of Wrestling are not going to let this happen. He's saying, champ, champ. Calm down. This belt ain't going nowhere. I don't care who Dusty Rhodes thinks he is. And Kevin Nash is looking very serious. Kevin Ash says he's a little hot, huh? Now you hit the WWE belt. You hit the WCW belt. He's like, yeah, I did. You ever hit the NWA belt? <laughs> Kevin Sal goes, you might get paid. What the fuck was that? Abyss who, just,
1: who is that? I don't know. who. was Oh, that? my Where God. The table? There was a table slammed onto someone. It made a wicked loud noise. And okay. I, Let me check wrestling recaps. Who, okay, it looked like somebody wearing jeans. Was it DDP? Oh, it might have been. Well, Bob, we might even find out in the next episode of Impact. You never know. Yeah, but that's so, long. That's so
2: far away. That's a week.
1: I know. How are we gonna How are we gonna wait that
2: long? How well? Here's the thing: we'll forget that that even happened.
1: I mean, you're not wrong. We forget a lot of things that happen. Um, well, while Bob's looking at wrestling recaps, uh, I gotta say, I thought that was a pretty good episode of Impact. I thought that was a good episode too. That Divine AJ match um, was really good. Yeah, and I mean, the I mean the Piper thing was cringy as fuck. But um, besides that. I really enjoyed uh, what we saw. I think we got we got some big announcements for Final Thank Resolution. You. We know a lot of matches now.
2: Um, well, I don't have it on uh, wrestling recaps. So okay, sure.
1: guys. Well, stay tuned to next week, and we'll uh, dive deeper into that. I'm sure. Um, I don't know, man. Okay. We have th- th- three on more.
2: Trek, mania. Maybe they have something there is Zonko report and this was from the actual
1: i go actually it's funny that you say that i didn't even make this connection dude i go on 411 mania all the time for to read about impact stuff if it's not on wrestling
0: recaps i go on 411 mania i don't even have i'm
1: looking i'm looking ahead since you're you're getting curious here but i don't know if i'm seeing and even in the notes, so it just
2: uh, so in his report, he just says that someone was underneath the table. So I wonder if he just attacked someone. Okay,
1: yeah, I'll just say I guess I don't really have it in my notes, but I'm wondering if we'll see something on impact that they'll say like, if they do. You know, that that we'll have to uh, wait and see. But yeah, pretty good, man. I thought it was a good episode, and um, it's getting me more excited for Final Resolution uh, for sure. Which well, yeah, good. we have, um, we have our,
2: uh,
1: our core, um, seemingly our core match is announced. The Tag team title, yep, the elimination, and then we know there's an ultimate X, so. Yeah, so that's good. I have a feeling with DDP in the elimination that we're going to get Watts versus Raven. I have a feeling that's where maybe we're heading for that.
2: I mean, that's what it would appear, especially if. uh, He's like switching out. From the um, Raven, you know, we're pivoting away.
0: From uh, Watson page. That's kind of what I'm thinking, too. Yeah, so. That's probably fine. Maybe is Watts gonna like realize he's being brainwashed or something?
3: That's kind of
1: yeah, that's kind of what I'm thinking. Uh, Interesting. Well, uh, that was pretty good stuff. Uh, I'm really excited for next week, our final episode of 2004. Holy crap! Insane. We've released more episodes in 2004 than any other year so far that we've been covering because you know, for three months we were releasing two episodes a week, and then there was one week that we released five. So. Uh, it's been yeah, it's yeah. been an insane year, dude. So I'm really looking forward to finishing this up and then kind of doing our absolute best to kind of review the year as a whole. Uh, I don't know how we're going to do it, but we'll do our best to at least cover the highlights, I think. It should be good. I'm going to have to click through some old shows and remember what ha- happened.
2: Yeah, I mean, because the first half of 04 is certainly a lot different than
1: uh, mm-hmm. the
2: second half. There's like no doubt about that. so
1: Yeah. But, hey, it's going to be good. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, I think
2: it's going to be an interesting time to go back and uh, look back at 2004. But as you uh, have noted, we have one more impact to go, and it will be released on December 31st. So uh, you don't have to worry about that. We are three weeks away now from Final Resolution, which will be released on January 16th. So we have got that going for ourselves. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, I, like we said, we've got a couple of matches announced. We don't necessarily know yet who Jerry will be defending against. It could be Mountie Brown, it could be TDP, or it could be his own friend, Kevin Nash. And that closing segment seemed to be teasing Kevin Nash possibly going for that gold. So uh, we'll have to see how that advances Yeah. In the to come. Uh, Ultimate X, obviously, tag titles with Team Canada and Amazement's uh, Wanted. So it's shaping up to be, it uh, looks like a fairly solid uh, card again. I'd
1: say so, yeah. I'm
2: judging by that in reaction. I'm sure Dustin Rose and Kid Cash will uh, be doing something.
1: Yeah, I'd have to say it's got to be, right? Yeah, so that's probably what's
2: going to be. That's got to be something coming up here as well. Uh, all right. Well, I don't, I don't have anything else for uh, this week's episode. Dallas, do you? Uh,
1: no, not really. Uh, besides our usual, uh, be following us on social media if you guys are enjoying the content at Cross the Line TNA on Twitter, at TNA Cross the Line Pod on Facebook. Subscribe to our YouTube channel, TNA Cross the Line Podcast. Uh, and you can buy a t shirt if you want to support us at proishlingtees.com slash cross the line TNA. All the links are in the description of our episodes. And, um, you know, if you're loving the TNA content, man, our Twitter is the place to be. Uh, Twitter is still alive and well at this moment. So (laughs) we're still we're still posting. It's still good stuff. So, and yeah, definitely uh, do that. And, hey, you know, if you're enjoying it, subscribe to us wherever you listen to the podcast, if you haven't already. And if you would leave us a review, that'd be awesome if you would do that for us.
2: Yeah, do it. Or, you know, leave a comment on the YouTube page.
1: That too, man. I always love seeing the comments on the YouTube uh, as well. So, yeah.
2: All right. We'll see you guys next week to close out 2004. As always, we appreciate you guys listening. Until next week, for Dallas, I'm Jr. And this has been the TNA Crossline Podcast.
3: We find the defendants guilty.